Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, live here from the 17th annual Fan Toy Drive. Uh, Nathan Marzion there, I'm here, and uh, you can follow Nathan on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio out here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Old Creek each day, Monday through Friday this week. From 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., come on out, drop off a brand new toy, make a cash donation if you like as well, or you can write a check to Children's Wisconsin. We'll take that too. And then, of course, if you can't make it out here during the week, uh, you can also donate online at 1250amthefan.com. And like I said, everything goes towards Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, which is an arm of Children's Wisconsin for foster care and foster parents and foster kids and all that fun stuff. So uh, make sure to make a donation uh, all week long. Today, uh, did pretty good in cash. Toys, uh, not as well as we'd like to do. Uh, obviously, day to day, but hopefully we'll be better uh, coming up on Tuesday, day two. Look forward to seeing everybody out here in Oak Creek on Rawson Avenue. All right, Nathan Marzian. I am uh, getting really fed up with uh, people writing crap about Adrian Griffin is the worst hire ever and everything. I mean, it helps that you're from Boston when you write that stupid crap. Um, But either way, um, I'm sick and tired of reading that stuff. I'm sick and tired of watching Bucks media freak out over every little thing that happens in a basketball game. Uh, And they aren't helping things by overreacting on social media for all these idiots to see and enjoy. Uh, everybody just needs to calm the hell down, I guess, uh, before we get into our first topic, which is uh, the Bucks defense. Sunday night's game. Yeah, they were getting killed. What, 26 points, whatever it was. And everybody's freaking out. And people are, oh, my God. Uh, people paid money for this game. And and what a waste of time this was. And they, they don't care. And they're turning it over. And da-da-da-da-da. I, I said nothing. I just kept watching. I stayed out of it. And then the Bucks come back and win. And it's like, oh, so are all of you going to come back and apologize now for the overreaction and drama that you caused yourself? I mean, literally, y'all are stressing yourself out. You all are costing yourself a good year or two on your life by overreacting to a meaningless November basketball game in which they ended up winning anyhow at the end of the day that you were freaking out about for two quarters of the game. Like, I, I just... Everybody just needs to chill the heck out, man. They have Damian Lillard and Giannis. They by themselves won the fourth quarter. They outscored Portland by themselves in the fourth quarter. Those two players, Drew Holiday and Giannis, weren't going to do that. No, no, no. Wasn't happening. You have Damian Lillard. Please, can everybody just chill the hell out? Okay. To you, Nathan Marzion. Yeah, it's been it's been a frustrating first you know month of the season to watch and to um, – just be on Twitter and see all the takes and everyone overreacting and just 
everyone I think is is so quick to to want to judge everything and to want to come to conclusions on everything and to want to like say this is good or bad and like be the first to be like everyone kind of wants to be first to say hey I'm out on Griffin before anyone else is and you know I'm planting my flag and it's like just let them you know give them a couple months to really like start to analyze how they're looking how they're improving if they're getting better there's going to still be ugly games in you know February, March, April, like there's going to be some games that they just aren't good. There's going to be some halves that they just aren't good. We saw a half that they just laid an egg against um, the Blazers on Sunday. You know, they were awful for a half. And again, as you said, everyone kind of right away starts to panic and say all this stuff. Well, then you got to also acknowledge that they were really good in the second half. Like they, you, you can't really just look at the first half, say, this is how this team is. They completely do the opposite in the second half and then say, well, the first half sucked. So, you know, we shouldn't be happy. No, you have to look at both sides of it. You know, you, it's like, I don't know. I feel like if they had started the game well and went up 81-55 and the other team came back, made it a game and we had won a close game, people wouldn't be complaining because they'd be like, oh, well, we dominated. We just let up off the gas. But somehow that, that would be perceived as better than a team that comes back and wins these games and is good in the fourth quarter and has good clutch time offense, which is something we haven't had. In the past few years, you know, so many people complained about how we were these past few years where they beat a lot of teams in regular season. They were really good in the regular season. They were comfortable a lot in the regular season where they didn't get, they weren't in a ton of situations where they had to come back, where they had to really fight for wins and they had to adjust things on the fly and they had to have elite crunch time offense. They didn't need to do that a ton because they were always winning games. They were always up. They were always comfortable. And that ended up hurting them later on when they were faced with adversity, when teams did hit them first or when teams did punch back at them, they weren't necessarily always equipped to handle it. And people complain about that. Now they're doing the opposite. Now they're the team getting hit and they're responding and they're like, they're playing well when they need to. And somehow that's bad because they're in that position to begin with. It's like, I totally understand being a little concerned, being like, I'm not sold that this is all going to work. I'm not sold on the defense and pointing out some things that are bad. Like I that's 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 normal. That's being a fan. I get that. I'm not saying everyone has to be convinced it oh they're going to win the finals and none of this stuff matters at all. Like I get having some concerns. I get raising some concerns, but some of the takes are just pretty ridiculous. As you said, the people calling for Griffin's job, the people proclaiming that it's a disaster hire and acting like this team hasn't gotten better or like this is the exact same thing we've seen all season. No. Some stuff has continued, some stuff has gotten better. It's going to, you're not going to see every single game improvement. You know, there's going to be games where you start to improve and then you go, oh, you have a really bad game. And then you start to get better and you have a bad game. And all of a sudden you have a really good, like there's 82 games. There's going to be some random bad games. There's going to be some random good games. It's, it's, you, you can't react game to game, quarter to quarter, half to half. Like it's, you know, this is just how this team is. And it's very exhausting, but ultimately they're not as good as the record shows right now, but they are better than a lot of the people that think, Griffin sucks and they need to be fired. They're a lot better than those people are giving them credit for. And I am happy. I tweeted, I'm happy that they're in this position where they're coming back from, from uh, deficits, playing well in the fourth quarter, getting it done down the stretch when they need to compared to where they were in the years past. As I said, where you were the team that was kind of holding on to leads and struggling to hold on to leads. And every time there was kind of a close game late, you didn't know if they were going to be able to make the, the plays late. You don't know if they had the guys late. It's, a much more comfortable position to be in knowing that when the game is close late, I have confidence in my team. And that's what I think makes me more confident in the playoffs because I just, you're going to be in those situations a lot in the playoffs and they're more equipped for them now. 
you know what, that's a that's a great point as far as them blowing leads um, and, and then everybody getting all mad uh, and so forth. How much of it do you think is a situation uh, where uh, when you are uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and you have Giannis and Damian Lillard, that this team is simply knowing that they can turn it on when they have to, that they know they have Giannis and Lillard. They know that, yeah, we're down 26, but when they but these two guys decide they're going to take it over, they're going to take it over. Do you think we're at that point? Or do you think they're just getting lucky that this is actually happening game to game? I think there is some element of, and it's not just the Giannis Dame thing, but I think for the team in general, there is some element of they seem to be getting a little bit lazy in the first half, in the first quarter, and then when they need to turn it on, they're really forced to you know that they're, they're they're turning it on and they're doing well. But I I think they're getting lazy. I think that in the second half, there was definitely a better in the, against the Blazers. There was definitely like a higher activity level defensively, just more effort defensively. And you can kind of see them in the fourth quarters. They have a pretty good defensive rating and they kind of start to lock in and, and really just, just care more on that end. And I don't think that's abnormal. I think most teams with as much talent as they do are going to have that a little bit. Now I want to see them, you know, not have that at the beginning of games. Obviously you want to see them come out and be a little bit more, um, ready to go defensively and just like, again, carrying more on that end from start right. to finish. And I, I don't want to act like this is all just an effort thing. Cause it's not, it's, you know, there are some schematic problems. There are some like, like serious problems. It's not just, Oh, well they didn't care in the first half and they cared in the second half, but that has, that definitely is something like that. It's not just a coincidence that when the games are close and when things are on the line, their defense looks a lot better and their team overall looks a lot better than they do in the second quarter of games when it's just not, there's not that intensity level. Um, so there's some of that for sure. You know, that's the other thing too. When we talk about um, turnovers and so forth, you say it's not effort. Okay. What would you attribute turnovers to being? Because to me, I've always attributed turnovers to being, especially in basketball, just not mentally being there. You've got 15, 16, 17, 18 turnovers. To me, that's just a group of people that aren't necessarily tuned into what's going on. I mean, some of those turnovers that we saw on Sunday night were ridiculous. Like, it's what were you looking at before you made that pass? What were you thinking before you made that pass? You know, you could call it careless, but to me, that, that goes back to being a, a big part of the mental side of things when you're playing. And when you have veterans, which this team is made mostly of, you would expect better than that in a regular season, which these guys have played. Now, if this was Portland, Right. And there are a bunch of young dudes trying to figure out how to win and trying to figure out all of this stuff. And it's a long season. It's a grind. They're not used to it. Uh, and they're mentally checked out at certain points of the season. Okay. I kind of understand that. I get that. They're trying to figure it out. When you have a defensive laden squad, you shouldn't be having nearly as many turnovers as what you, as what you saw on Sunday. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of it just is them, you know, like, as I said, just kind of getting a little lazy you have these early season games against teams that you're expected to beat. And it's just, you, you're, I don't think they're coming into the game as amped up, as focused as they should be. And that's something they're going to address. You know, that's something that I'm sure Giannis knows. And Giannis is, is talking to the guys about, because Giannis is usually the guy that's trying to um, get that message across of like, we need to be focused, start to finish. We got to be right. ready on defense. And he's not immune to this stuff. He has done, he's had some moments where, you know, he has a dumb turnover or he doesn't box out and he gets lazy. Like that happens with him too. But I just think there's that focus level hasn't been there all game. And 
all season. And it's like, they again, when they really all of a sudden look up and they're like, oh, we're down 20. Like, we got to get going. Then they start to get going. They start to find a rhythm. They start to focus a little bit more on both ends. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that that's just all the – that's the only problem is that they're coming out lazy and not focusing. There's some actual problems happening. And, you know, some of it's just three-point percentage from the Blazers just – like, they started to go cold. They were red hot to start. They went cold in the second half. Some of that is due to effort, but some of that is just due to shooting luck. And as a result, you come back. Same with Boston. Boston was red hot to start the game against Milwaukee. Second half, they, they cooled off. They didn't hit as many shots. And the Bucks, you know, helped them come back. Like, I don't know. It's it's not always a predictable thing. It's it's sometimes the team's just hitting shots on you, and sometimes the team's missing shots on you. Sometimes you're hitting shots, and sometimes you're missing shots. It's It's hard to predict sometimes, and I just think – you know, again, I want to see them come out with more focus start to finish, but ultimately, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that when the game's on the line, they are very good. Let's talk about uh, topic number one. Could believe that none, none of that was topic number one. We just were talking uh, to start off the podcast a little bit here. Uh, again, don't forget Green and Growing Podcast. Download it on your Odyssey app, where you download your favorite podcast at. You also can stream it or watch it uh, later on your Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We broadcast live from the Toy Drive, 17th Annual Fan Toy Drive, along with 103.7 Kiss FM all week along from Blades Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. Uh, do you believe the Bucks' defense will be better uh, by the end of the season? Because in reality, that's what we're talking about here. And I don't know if you follow that Bucks film, what is it, Bucks film uh, room or whatever it's film called. Room? Yeah, uh, yeah, on uh, Twitter. But that dude put out some videos, uh, none of which are very encouraging. And a lot of it has to do with veterans, again, not making rotations, not knowing where they're supposed to be in Looking at that, right, and again, it's a smaller scope, but looking at those videos, it almost feels like there's either two things going on here. A, effort, that's can be questioned, which he did question on that uh, those tweets, or B, they simply don't know what the hell they're doing still and are still trying to figure this thing out. You've had all of training camp, and you're into the end of the first month of the season. I go back to my original point, which is this is a veteran team, and as a veteran team, most of these guys have played in numerous defenses at, at some point during their career. Malik Beasley's been on almost every team in the NBA. So uh, you should understand or have an idea or familiarity with what Adrian Griffin is asking you to do in different situations, and it doesn't appear they have a clue at this point, Nathan. I mean, I wouldn't say it's they don't have a clue. I mean, their last eight games, and they're not playing against the best competition, but they're 10th in defensive rating in the last eight games. So, again, this whole idea that, like, the defense is still as bad as it was before to me is not true. It just seems like, and again, I know that they've played an easier schedule, but they also played a pretty tough schedule to start. So that didn't help their defensive rating. And it's just like, I, I see some improvements. I like that they're changing some stuff up. I like that they're not sticking to one defense and not willing to, to change anything. They're right. just doing, doing something over and over. That's not working. No, like there, there are problems that continue. There are some problems with, um, over helping. There are some problems with rotations. There are some problems with, you know, several things. And I do think that as the season goes on, goes on and they just become more familiar, not only with the scheme, but with playing with each other, you know, it's like knowing your personnel and not having, you know, Giannis does have to change a little bit how he plays defense when Drew is not at the top and it's Dame instead. And everyone else has to change a little bit of their defense and bringing Brooke out or keeping Brooke down low, like that changes things and experimenting with that is going to change things. I think there's just a lot of moving parts and early on in a season with a new team and new personnel and a new coach and a new scheme, 
it's gonna just take a little bit of time to get it to to where they're in sync and where they're really all bought in and all just together playing good team defense. And I don't think that it's something I'm going to be freaking out about until, you know, again, I'm going to give it at least a couple months. I'm going to give it closer to the all-star break. And if it's still the same thing and it's still just like, and I don't think they're ever going to get to a point where they're consistently a good defensive team. I think there's going to be, it's always going to be a little bit of their weakness. And, um, you know, again, ideally you get it to minimize that weakness as much as possible, but I still think at the end of the season, there's going to be games where, yeah, the defense looked bad tonight. Man, they looked like they could use another perimeter defender tonight and blah, blah, blah. But I just, you want to see it get to a point where they're not, you know, consistently giving up close to 130 points or whatever. And again, I mean, they only gave up 102 last game. Yes, it started out super ugly, but again, some of that is just due to red hot shooting that is abnormal. Like they started 60 something percent from three. That's on their first 20 attempts. That's usually not going to happen. And they cooled off and we only ended up allowing 34 in the second half. So I, there's there's good and there's bad. And I, as we talked about earlier, I do feel like a lot of people are looking at the bad and treating it as though that's the only thing we're seeing. And it's like, I've seen some good too. I've seen some good stretches. I've seen some, you know, when they do lock in and when they, in the fourth quarter, they've done a lot of good things on defense. And it's, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to freak out about it right now in November um, I do expect it to get better. And I think with, with reps and with increased effort, I, I think they'll be okay. I agree with you. I think the defense will be fine too. I think it's just going to take some time for them to figure it out. I would have liked to seen, uh, a little bit more progress than what I've seen so far from this defense, because again, like I said, they're all vets. I, in my opinion, it shouldn't take this long. This isn't some foreign concept as far as the defense he plays. This is a defense that's played around the league. He's not the only one that plays it. Um, so I, I, I want to see it get better. Uh, but as I've talked about before, I'm going to emphasize again and will throughout the season, if he's going to play these guys a bunch of minutes and this defense is based completely on effort, just like every defense is based completely on effort, but this one even more when, you know, you're blitzing guys and doing different stuff. Um, I guess you rest a little bit in a zone to a certain degree. Uh, but you know, if it is that much effort based far more than buds, it was on defense, how are these guys going to look when they're in the middle of the playoffs in May? Like, are they still going to have their legs uh, or what is that going to look like? Because if they don't have their legs and they're dragging, um, they're going to look horrible on the defensive side of the floor. And that's the one thing I, I kind of still question by how this whole thing plays out. All right. Uh, let's get to topic number two. Uh, after this, we have to talk about Chris Middleton's latest setback. That's next here on Green and Grow. Back on Green and Growing live from the uh, Toy Drive here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet on Rawson Avenue in Oak Creek. A couple minutes uh, east of I-94 out here Monday through Friday this week, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come on down, say hi. Let's chat with some sports as well and donate a brand new toy, either one that you get here at Toyland and Blaine's Farm and Fleet. They have a ton of toys. Uh, if you pick it up before you get here, that's fine, too. Just drop it into the box, uh, and it will be on its way for the holidays uh, towards Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. We can cash donation. Or donate online if you can't make it down here. No big deal. 1250amthefan.com. Again, 1250amthefan.com. How concerned are you about Chris Middleton going forward now with the Achilles issue? And before uh, we went to break, and I said we were going to do this, Marzion smirked uh, from ear to ear because he knows what's coming. Uh, and that is my questioning the entire offseason of whether or not this dude can actually stay healthy all year. 
Uh, and it's been an ongoing thing with me. And now we have an Achilles thing. Uh, and I, I will simply say this. They better be a thousand percent sure that Achilles is fine before he steps back foot onto a floor. Like there is no need to rush him at this point. So if this dude needs three weeks to figure out that that Achilles is fine, great. But if he comes back and that Achilles goes bye-bye, then their playoff chances just got degraded, downgraded as well if they lose him for the year with an Achilles injury. So they better be damn certain that that Achilles is good to go before they put him back on the floor and not, oh boy, you know, he's hurt again. We better rush him back out there because everybody's going to start questioning whether or not, you know, he's healthy enough to play and, and start worrying about public opinion. Screw public opinion. Make sure that Achilles is good before you send him back out there. I don't want to have any pain whatsoever or soreness before you send him back out there. It's frustrating. Can't say I'm surprised. It's always something. Uh, but either way, just just take your time and put him back out there. Am I concerned about him going forward? Absolutely, I am. I was before the season. I still am now. Go ahead, Marzia. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, for sure, take your time with it. Now, he is already questionable for tomorrow's game. He was right away and he rolled out for Sunday's game. But so that is a good sign to me that, like, he's – they already think he has a chance to play. They already, I mean, they, they said it was a precautionary thing. He didn't even need any x-rays or any imaging on it. So that's, that's a very good sign to me that I was like, okay, this isn't anything super serious, but of course you still want to see them, you know, take it as, um, you know, be, be as patient as possible with it. Because as you said, you know, I don't care what the public thinks. I don't care if fans are freaking out and, you know, because of him sitting and blah, blah, blah you got to make sure that dude's healthy at the end of the year, um, no matter what that takes. And so, yeah, wait until he's 100% okay to play. Um, and I think that's kind of what they've been doing. Like, I don't think they want to, with his with his knee, I don't think they wanted him to be playing 30-plus minutes until they were 100% sure they, you know, he could play 30-plus minutes on the knee. I think that's part of the reason they've just kind of slowly and slowly brought him along with that. Um, so I think this whole thing is just them being – super, super cautious. And I hope that's what it is, you know, and, and the question, am I concerned? Yeah. Like there's gotta be some level of concern. I mean, it's a, a key piece of your, of your team that has now had multiple injuries and, you know, I, I'm hoping he can stay healthy. I'm hoping he can just be there at the end of the year and playing in those playoff games. And, you know, at that point, that's, that's as good a position as you can be in. Um, but I do still think that Chris is going to be okay. Chris is going to be playing pretty soon here. And, continue to get ramped back up. And again, for the most part, he has looked pretty good in his, um, in his minutes and in his games. And there's not much I see like defensively hasn't been the same player, but I think that offensively he's been pretty close to his usual self. And that's the, that's kind of the key is, is having him offensively to be that connective piece and really tie things together on offense, which he has done a good job of doing. So just praying he's back for the playoffs. Let's talk about this a little bit farther. As far as Middleton playoffs and this team and the impact. When Drew Holiday was here, you couldn't count on him to be that guy offensively in the playoffs to take that step up, right, and get you 30 a night. Like, it just he just wasn't capable of doing that. He wasn't going to do that. So when you lost Middleton, it was like, well, we're screwed. It's over. But do you feel better, chances better of them able to overcome a Middleton injury because they have Lillard? Or is it no better now than it was before because you still are without that third score uh, with Chris Middleton and what he's able to do as far as passing the ball and what he allows you to do as far as bringing the ball up the court, initiating offense, uh, and so forth? I definitely 
think you have to have more confidence just having that much, much more prolific scoring guard in Lillard. Because um, when you lose Chris, that's ultimately what you're losing is that ISO scoring perimeter shot creation. Um, that's the main thing you're losing. And we saw that in that Boston series without him. Like, it, they just didn't have anyone to really do that. They had a bunch of shooters. They had Giannis, who's not a perimeter shot creator, and they had Drew Holiday, who's not really a perimeter shot creator. And it's just like it's hard to get enough offense going when that's your offense. Like you just don't really have anyone to do that, and you're asking guys like Grayson Allen to do that, and you're asking guys like Pat Connaughton to be driving to the hoop sometimes. And it's like that's not their game, and it just that that is not what you want to ask those guys to do. To have a guy that's one of the best in the league at that now is definitely more. Um, put you in a more comfortable position if, you know, worse comes to worse and you do lose Chris and you have to make up for that. Dame can make up for that in what he gives you offensively with the perimeter shot creation and all of that stuff. So I think you have to be a little bit more confident just knowing that they have Lillard because when they didn't have a, a scorer like this that can get his own shot, score in ISO situations, um, pull up shooting, off the dribble stuff, that 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 is something that was just sorely lacking when Chris would get hurt. And it was like, you were relying on, you know, again, this is one of the things I was like, I'm glad Chris can be our third option now because he's asked to be that guy, even a little bit less, you know, before it was like, he was the perimeter shot creator. He was your perimeter offense late in a shot clock. That was the guy you were trying to get the ball to. Now that's Dame, you know, now that's Chris is the second guy to do that. And so it's like, it's not as obviously we want Chris playing, but it's not as big of a blow when he's not playing now than it was before. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, but again, I, I still think it, it definitely, I know you agree with me. I, I still think it, it definitely hurts their chances of winning a championship if yeah. he's not there uh, without question. All right, let's take a time out. They're coming up next. Uh, the next question on the docket is how emotionally attached are you to Bucks regular season games? Cause it feels like a lot of you are maybe way too emotionally attached than maybe what you should be. I know what Nathan Marzian and I feel, uh, but we'll let you know what that is coming up on the other side of a quick timeout here on Green and Growing. Download it on your Odyssey uh, app or wherever you download your favorite podcast app. All right, we're back here from the Toy Drive, Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on Rawson Avenue. You can donate online to Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest by simply going to 1250amthefan.com. That's there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you want to come down and physically drop off a toy, that's my preference, as always. Uh, you can do that as well, Monday through Friday this week, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each and every day. Uh, or you can drop off a cash donation as well. We have a, a cash bucket out here. You can drop off some cash if you'd like. Uh, and that goes towards Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest as well. He has Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Or check out, again, 1250amthefan.com for all the interviews I do during the course of the week. The question now is, the last topic of the podcast, how emotionally attached are you to Bucks regular season games? And I see a lot of the same people on social media throwing temper tantrums and having fits that I saw back when the Bucks weren't good, doing the exact same thing in the regular season. Now, I will tell you this. Back then, made sense. Back then... They were just trying to get an eight seed and get into the playoffs. So when you're trying to get into the playoffs, regular season games mean a hell of a lot. They mean everything. Every game is a big game. In games in which you're supposed to beat a team like Portland, you better beat that team because that could be a game that costs you from making the playoffs. And now you have these dumb play in tournament, whatever. But back then, it meant everything. 
Now, when the expectations are championships, you're not worried about being in the playoffs. You're not worried about what seed you are. These just don't matter. This this is an extension of preseason for this Bucks team. It doesn't really matter until March going into April. Then you need to make sure you're playing the right way and that you're healthy. You want to be playing well going into the playoffs. You don't want to be skidding going into the playoffs because that's always a recipe for disaster more times than not in the NBA playoffs. You want to be playing well. That's when it matters. When you get to March, end of February, early March, that's when it should start really mattering about what this team looks like. So for me, I just, I'm not there. I'm sorry. I used to be like you. I used to be a spazoid and freak out and throw stuff and swear and scream at the TV set and get all mad and come on the air and ask for coaches to get fired and do all that crazy stuff. We're not there. That Those days are done. Could I get there in 10 years when Giannis is gone and be just as angry as I was back then and going nuts? Absolutely, I can. But right now, just kick back and enjoy it, man. And, and don't stress out until it gets later in the season. You can tune in this podcast a couple days a week, Tuesday and Friday mornings to download it, listen to Nate, me and Nathan talk about the games. But there's no need to die earlier because of the damn Bucks when they're on their way to a championship possibly this season or some stupid game against the Trailblazers in November. It's just dumb. Just think about it for a second before you freak out every damn game. There's my rants from the toy drive. And I'm supposed to be happy because I'm trying to raise money and get toys for kids. And here I am all pissed off out here at the toy drive. Now, and then Nathan, he just laughs at me. <laughs> just like everybody else does. Why is it every time I get mad? When I was on the radio, Rami Makloff, Gary Lloyd, they just laugh at me when I go on a tangent. Everybody laughs at me. Nobody takes me seriously. All right, Marzian, go ahead. So I'm like, I watch every Bucks regular season game and I am, you know, truthfully, like I usually am standing in front of the TV. I'm usually pacing around. I, 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 but that doesn't mean I'm going to still overreact. Yes. Really? But that is, yes. But it's not because I'm like, oh my God, they have to win this game or anything like that. It's just my innate, like, okay, game's on. I want to, I just want to see them look good. I want to see everything go well. I'm, I get, I, I get into the game, Yep. but I, I try to keep a balance of like, yes, I'm very into the game. I, I care a lot what's happening. I want to see them look good. I want to see them, you know, hopefully getting better. Like this, that's what this season's about. It's about getting reps, getting better. You want to just see them slowly but surely. Okay, Dame's getting the ball a little bit more. I like that. Okay, Giannis as a roller is getting a little better. I like that. You know, their defensive activity level is getting a little bit better. That's good. This still needs work. Like, that's what this is about. This isn't about, oh my God, we're losing and it's the end of the world because we're about to lose to the Blazers. Like, no, it doesn't matter. You know, I... I I was upset with what I was seeing and the effort level I saw in that first half, but I was like, all right, you know, there's it's a long season. Hopefully they get better and blah, blah, blah. And same with when they look good. It's like, okay, great, but they still got to keep this up. They still got to – it. I try to keep a balance of getting really into the game, being super invested, but also not game to game taking too much away from each game because it's just one single game. It's a game in November that, yeah, as you said, right. there's no – I don't think there's a single ounce – of this game that's going to matter in in May when you're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals you're not going to be like oh but we looked bad against the Blazers in November like who cares yep. it's now again you want to see it improve you want to see with reps them slowly get better and better and if this stuff is continuing later in the season you can start to say okay this might just be who they are they look flat every single game okay that'd be a problem but it's like We've seen it a few games. We've seen some games they look really good. We've seen some games they look bad. We've seen a mixture of things. You don't have to come to a conclusion right away. You don't have to every game 
you know, if they go up 80 to 50 in the next game, that doesn't mean, oh my God, we're winning the finals. If they go down 80 to 50, it doesn't mean, oh my God, we're screwed. Like, it's just, okay, I'm glad they're playing well. I'm glad they, they are showing what they can do if they're, if they're up, if they're down. All right. They got some stuff to improve on, but you want to see it get better. Again, last game, it's like they're down 80 to 50, 81, 55. Everyone's complaining. You want to see it get better. It does get better. And then people are still complaining about how it was before. And it's like, well, then what's the point of even watching the comeback if you're just going to complain about they were down in the first place? I don't know. So, yep. yeah, I, I get very, I am emotionally attached very much, but I try, I don't take too much from each game. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. We'll be back. We'll record another one coming up on Thursday night. Uh, and again, tell your friends, tell your family members, green and growing, baby. That's the place to be on your Odyssey app or every download your favorite podcast at. Appreciate it. I appreciate to all the uh, Children's Hospital volunteers that have been out here, Children's Wisconsin, I should say, and Robin's Nest volunteers all week, including right now while I'm doing this podcast, Chris Schwab and his family, his wife and his son, have been collecting uh, cash and toys for us uh, while I've been doing this podcast. So thanks so much to them as well. Uh, and thanks for listening to another edition of Green and Growing. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles. Toodles.